Welcome to On Belonging, an audio series to connect us. On Belonging explores why so many of us are feeling called to find a deeper sense of belonging, whether with our ancestors or to the land where we live and beyond. These powerful stories and conversations are an invitation into the lives and landscapes of the guests' worlds, offering pathways towards remembering and finding more belonging. The following is a conversation with Patrick Pupino. So Patrick is a project manager, activist, organizer, and artist based in Canada. He's passionate about using his skills and talents to make a positive impact on his community and beyond. Patrick has worked extensively in the areas of homelessness, mental health, and addiction, advocating for marginalized individuals and striving to uplift those in need. In addition to his work as a social advocate, Patrick is also a talented writer and poet with a particular interest in hip-hop. He often uses his art to express his own experiences and perspectives, as well as to shed light on important social issues. With his many accomplishments and talents, Patrick is a powerful force for positive change in his community and beyond. So for me, belonging is kind of one of the best sauces in life. You know, you can't have a a proper dish without a good sauce. You can, but like, why, you know? Um, And it's really the result of connection, right? And that connection, like from top to bottom, like any kind of facet of humanity, you want to put that to from physical to spiritual, like it's, it's a safety, right? Like we're built to be together, to connect. Um, and then once you have that safety, then then it's freedom time. You get the bandwidth to fully express your human experience. Enough waiting. Let's get to it. On belonging. Loneliness is fatal. We're made to be connected, for we are connected. The earth is a closed circuit. We branch out. To be seen is proof that we exist. It's a survival tactic. Together, we evolved. Love is the strongest emotion. The energy that it contains glues galaxies together. Joy, pleasure, wonder are its children. Just like us, carbon-based life. I can feel my ancestors' hands on my shoulders. Because when the heat moves in, under your skin, you know you've earned it. Glowing, hot proximity to the source. Star power, please cook me. There's no nap more immaculate than the ones plundered in your radiance. Put some freckles on this face party. And when I need to love you different, hot sand, hold me, I'm afloat off to the ocean. You did the job we needed, not what we thought we wanted. A softer practice. A perfect wave signals seductively, and then it's bowed heads at first into the abstract. Gaia subconscious. You hold your breath to dream, for when you emerge, getting what you need to stay alive, there is a pure moment of being here. An instrument in use. Cause my heart keeps a rhythm older than I'll ever be Sharing spirits to the genome with the choir that sings this song called life The drums drive me wild It's a love that transcends It's my mother and her people and the generations of love making It's my father and the legacy of healers liberating It's the sunny shores and the green infinite It's the path that I'm aligned with The guidance, the sublime gifts So witness all the laughter The meals, the dishes after Come to us as we gather To hold us through the disasters We're still dancing on your shoulders Let's dance together I love to hold you closer Time and space are a colonial joke. The calendar and the map are just technologies to remaster. And I plan on folding things together. You'd be forgiven if you mistake me for three baby pandas in a trench coat, because I am coming to you. And there are going to be so many hugs. Because I love you and I've missed you. And it's really important to me that you know that. I think fondly of you often. I remember the last time I was with you and we were just cruising. There was some pop on the radio, just feeling the space so softly. 
we were all so comfortable as the summer sun warmed the side of our faces heading home down the highway. The silence with you was so easy. We were just happy we were together. Being beside you was enough for me. I stopped chasing the big moments long ago. The hands in the air, front of the roller coaster, aha, la di da, hold me while the ship goes down type of energy. It freed me up to just be here now, in this moment, whole and complete. So I'm gonna get up way too early, take a taxi while it's still dark, chase the head of the snake in lineups, take the shoes off, put the shoes on, breathe recycled air for the next 13 hours, cause I need to see you. I need to open up these arms and welcome you in, get you as close to this heart as I possibly can. I've even added an extra set of push-ups in preparation because in that embrace, in that perfect set of circumstances, I belong. Do you think it's possible to find belonging on your own? Oh, absolutely. Um, Like, we are alive. Connection has to happen doesn't have to happen but i think it happens you know externally like you're reaching out but in that act of reaching it comes back like you are doing it you are that connection so i think you know inherently we're connected to reality you know there's the, actually one of my favorite ones is uh, like there's like this buddhist and i'm and i'm going to completely butcher this but one of the one of my favorite buddhist i don't know lessons i guess is that you know like look at the shirt that you're wearing and how many people touched it you know, and then what it took to get that shirt on your, that you're wearing right now there. So I think it's totally possible to have connection to anything that exists because you exist. So you're in it, you're in it together. Maybe within that, like relationship to another isn't, um, explicitly like, a living, breathing person. Right. Like, I think that's kind of these deeper conversations that we're poking at in this on belonging series is like your relationship to your ancestors, um, past, future, whatever direction. Right. And, um, uh, a way of being and connecting to like, maybe not just like the world, but like, like what's bigger or whatever. Like, that's exactly it. You know, I think you hit it right there. It's, it's, it's belonging to being belonging is just something that's ubiquitous it's omnipresent you know and i think our relationship to that you know is is so much more pervasive in everything that we do and it it satisfies the spirit in a way that like nothing else can like you take a look at you know any of our pokes that trying to understand this and it all features on community and belonging and connection and and the clarity of that yeah it's cool it's super cool. and like and that's the thing too but it, it not only is it like it's cool but it's also very warm mm-hmm. you know like i I've, I've you know in in thinking about belonging just in general like it like there's a visceral feeling in me when i when i contemplate it or when i when i attune myself to it it's just this feeling of warmth and and it, like like alignment and correctness that I feel in my body, you know, when it's like, Hey, I'm built to be together in relationship to everything. Like it's never not on and becoming more aligned with that. It's just like, Oh, it's fantastic. And like, it's not even, um, I think I'm going to preface this with like, you know, we were, we were chatting before this recording about like these sort of cosmic, grief moments or cosmic something going on that feels bigger and like you know yeah it's so warm when you can be in that relationship and also like that idea of belonging can also live in those I don't want to call them like dark places but like in suffering and stuff like if you are not suffering alone or when you see that you're not suffering alone like it's a lot easier to yeah like not lose a sense of yourself in that suffering and grief because you know we were human beings we all go through it like you know mm-hmm. and it's so funny that like you know just the ego involved in in, in feeling alone mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm, like there's yeah. so much happening here like how small are we 
and how collective are we you know like like any i'm you know i had a flight the other day i'm just like looking at all the little lights twinkling when when you're flying over a town and i'm like how many lives are feeling exactly what i'm feeling right now and and are together with me in this like how many people's you know experience death today how many people experience birth today how many people you know and for me to think that i'm alone in that is kind of absurd yeah yeah <laughs> you totally. know like yeah that default where it's like you want like you feel so alone and like that loneliness of of not being i think that i think that loneliness is is i guess that yearning for the ultimate togetherness you know where it's like hey you know being at peace the idea of so let's take an afterlife for example it's about connecting and it's about returning to the all you know and for us to think that our little you know matrix brains are the all is hilariously short-sighted like it's just <laughs> that's that's not what's happening here by any metric that you want to you know study mm -hmm. it by by any mm -hmm. lens that you want to put on it i liked um also that you have a way of you specifically have a way of like literally not being alone in moments where you might feel alone, um, which is about like you feeling connection to your ancestors. Do you want to like share, share how that might come up in this context? Yeah, it's, how do I want to put it? I like to think of my heart as a drum because my whole existence is a fucking party. <laughs> like if that's what that's what it is like I, like celebration is so is the best thing in life and i'm like how do i center my life around that mm -hmm. you know how do i inherently as a core value as a virtue <laughs> you bring in partying and celebration like how do i do that and so it was really interesting to me you know um and let me actually let me, let me make it real for a moment okay so my mom passed away Right. And my mother is, was an incredible, is an incredible woman. Like not only was she a really good friend to me, she was also just this miracle, just this, this energy, this light that moves through the world. Right. And I remember when she died because also part of her life, she was for a big part of her life. Like she was um, a palliative care nurse mm. and she was also a psychic medium. You know, like I'd wake up at night as a child and my mom would be channeling in another language and trying to write things down in like, like ancient Mandarin and stuff. Like these are moments that I remember. So when she passed and also to like, you know, she, she was Irish descended, like grew up in a lot of poverty, you know, she knew a lot of suffering, like more than her for sure. Let's put it that way. Mm -hmm. So I remember when she passed, I was like, I didn't want to bother her, <laughs> you know? I was just like, I was, uh, you know, I'm like, you're at peace now, mom. Like, just for once, chill. Like, I don't want anything from you. I'm going to remember you and celebrate you and, like, love you in the way that I want to love you. But, like, honestly, you're off. Lady, take a break. Like, just relax. Just go be star stuff or whatever happens. I love you. You know that I love you. You know, but death is for the living. Like, mm -hmm. go yeah. enjoy yourself, please. Yeah. And then I think over time and like with some therapy, it was more that, you know, and, and, and kind of changing my relationship to my ancestors and realizing that like, that was a very linear way of me thinking, right? Like she's still traveling this line through time and space. And I'm like, I'm like, nah, it was actually quantum physics that got me on that, you know, like the particles can exist in the same space in the same time or, you know, or, are joined. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, Oh, like that changes things. And then, so I started inviting all my ancestors into my life. Right. And it's just like this. And I remember in some real moments where I, I, I called upon them, you know, to like witness me or selfishly, not selfishly, but like for some strength, and I remember feeling the the energy of of just so much love, generational love, generational strength, generational support in that moment. And 
in developing that practice, now it's just like, I can show my favorite auntie a cool rock that I found on the beach. Right. You know what I mean? I can, I, I'm, I'm present with them and they're present with me and we're celebrating together. So really, I'm having my whole, like a whole secret psychic family reunion cookout at all times. <laughs> <laughs> love it oh my and gosh I, I, and I do love it it's great because it's just like I'll be walking down the street and something funny will just occur to me and then I'll just like whisper it to like my uncle or something mm. you know or you know or do the right thing like returning the shopping cart when nobody's looking and being like hey that's a lesson for you my baby niece's great granddaughter you know mm. like just putting things in the ether and being like okay acknowledging that there is so much more than I, that I don't know and mm -hmm. playing with it and having fun with that and feeling the love and feeling the connection and, and knowing that no matter where I am, like I'm a, I'm a branch of this really, really cool tree. Mm. Um, and I want to talk about like place based things and maybe, you know, building off of what you were just talking about, but like you being in right now, Vancouver, um, mm -hmm. your ancestors, being from different places, you even like being born elsewhere, how you are um, cultivating belonging wherever you are. Yeah, that's that's a really good question. You asked very good questions, by the way. <laughs> I just like totally threw all my prep questions out the window. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I love those questions, right? Yeah. Um, it's okay. Here's an example. Right. Mm -hmm. So I'm flying across North America. I'm coming back from Florida. And you're on a you're on a plane for a long time. Like it's not like there's not a direct flight. So you're just like you hop here, hop here, hop here. You and I remember a getting in Florida, right? I do have my city yeah, okay. in Florida. Okay, okay. Um yeah. And I remember getting off in Kentucky. And and I was so tired of being on a plane. I'm like, I just need to get outside for a second. I had a long enough layover where I'm like, okay, cool. This is feasible. And I went outside and I felt the heat and I just took off my shoes and I stood on the grass. And I'm like, ah, oh, yes. And I felt this sense of relief. Um, because in a very real way, like human beings, we're animals. Like we're not separate from nature. Like we're not. It's like, cute as I am in my apartment with on my computer with like, I don't know, my cologne and the soap under my armpits because it's socially <laughs> unacceptable to smell like a, like a hairless monkey. It's <laughs> like, I'm still an animal. You know what I mean? So I think that by like rooting ourselves in the moment, you know, feeling the earth and, and, and being present to that connection, it promotes a different sense of belonging. It reminds mm. you that like, Hey, aunt, you're not, separate from any of this you're not that important and that's what's really important mm -hmm. but I think specifically because I love it out here I'm not gonna lie like I was so sad I'm, I'm in Florida I'm at the beach I'm living in my happy place everything's great it's a place called Singer Island by the way if anybody's mm -hmm. listening to that and is heading down to Florida it's right out of West Palm Beach it's happy land but I'm like, I'm so bummed. I'm like, oh, I got to go back to the winter. And then all my friends are like sending me pictures of the, like the great snowmageddon. And I'm like, ah, but then I got back and I'm like, oh no, like I've never taken a fresher breath than the air here. I've never like the, 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 the sheer scale and beauty and kind of like this solemn awe of the land here is something that has kept me here for long enough to make it part of me. And it was really interesting, like being of service in, on this land, right? Because I'm not from here and I've, and I've built a life here, you know? And so in coming here and in serving the people and in serving the land and, and, and understanding, you know, bit by bit, lesson by lesson, moment by moment, how, you know, indigeneity really weaves itself through here. Like that's added such a richness to my life because mm -hmm. there's a solidarity between, you know, my black experience, you know, being part of a diasporic culture, having been stolen from my land to being with people that are brown that have had their land stolen from them. You know what I mean? So in that solidarity, there was kind of like, once again, like a place of connection, a place of belonging. And then learning how to do things in like, you know, a good way, 
right? And in, and in feeling like the ritual and the ceremony, like, especially when it comes to the harder things, the grieving, you know, the lessons and the, and the, and the community that I felt around sacred fires, you know, and, and having, you know, I used to have long dreadlocks and just having my dreadlocks smell like smoke for a long time um, has really given my life this kind of new richness and this new calmness where it's not about, it's about how you're growing. It's not about what you're up to. It's not about what you're doing. Like, you know, I wanted to conquer the world at one point and now I just like, I look up to trees and I'm like, you guys got to figure it out. You can just reach for the sun, you know, bend as you will. Things are going to happen. And like, just be a part of this and enjoy all of that. Enjoy those moments. And it, like, I would never have gotten that if it wasn't for, you know, the people that were walking beside me on my journey, especially here on this land. So like, that's something that I really bring to it. And it allows you to kind of synchronize or syncopate with just the energy out here, the vibration of the people and the land. And it's just this different rhythm, this different tempo that you move with out here. And I didn't really get that until like I stood with indigeneity and in indigeneity in those, those, those circles. And they, and they taught me how, you know, how to take my shoes off and just connect. We're made to be connected for we are connected. The earth is a closed circuit. Um, I'm curious how much connection you have to like the culture of your like ancestors. So either Haitian or Irish kind of. Yo, I will, I will, I have such a wonderful disdain for colonialism. Like you have no idea. Like it brings me joy to actively subvert that system. Any opportunity <laughs> I get. That's from like, your ancestors. Yeah. Oh my God. No, no, that, <laughs> you know what? It was very interesting because, you know, doing the work, you know, lurking in like homeless encampments and stuff like that is pretty intense stuff. And the reason, and the way that I was doing it was, a, I was doing it in a really intense way. And I remember once I had to like, I forced myself to take a break. There was so much anger, so much anger in me. And like, I'm not an angry person. I don't consider myself to be, but like anger was the, what was real for me for a very, very long time. And in having the space and the time to, to work through that, to bring love to that, to integrate it into my life with love and not to get rid of it, but to experience that anger was an important part. But at the end of it, which was super interesting, at the center of it, the secret little nucleus of what this was, was a cold rage. And I'm like, oh, that's the pilot light for the engine in my heart. It's a cold rage at this level of fuckery that causes so much suffering. And it's like, I don't know how to explain this other than to say it's a very peaceful rage. It knows what it is. And, it, and, and, and it's something that's, that's connected and is very funny. <laughs> like just looking at the absurdity of it like it it makes me laugh every day so um i know i get that from my ancestors i know i get my love of celebration from them i know that i get my it's just everything that i am comes from is is part of that lineage like that's so real to me like it's more than you know, actually, let me like do something that's very real, like part of my professional practice is I want every space that I'm a part of, the energy that I'm bringing to that space is how I feel when I'm on my auntie's couch. When I'm in, when I'm in her home, the family home, and the, there's, I smell the cooking and the cousins are coming by and it's just like this chaotic mess of me and my family and it's all so comfortable that's something I do my best to bring to every interaction that I have because it's one of the greatest things I've known. And really bringing the ancestors into that too. It's like they're there too and it just becomes this kind of infinite resonant space. Um, so I think that I don't get that unless I'm from a people that 
have had to do everything with nothing for a long time. I don't, I don't think that I get that resilience. I don't think that I get that drive. I don't think that I get that, that joy or that swagger or that rhythm without them. It's really hard in this world of like, who do you belong to, like identity politics, all of these things to be like, you know, I belong in a different way, even if I don't know the traditions, right? Mm, yeah. I can't be erased. Like I'm still this whole being that's right here. And my way of connecting to people and bringing community together is from those ancestors, like you're saying, is from, yeah, like it's in my bones. It's in my blood. It's in my being and it sounds like it's in yours too and because I don't know the songs or the language or whatever doesn't mean that they're not me and I'm not them you know it's such a nuanced like beautiful thing to hear you say like the way that you bring your ancestors forward is like like the joy that just like lives in your heart and it's actually like a seed of cold rage that blooms it all <laughs> yeah well that's it it's like look we're not separate from this yeah. awesome too like and like it's so empowering just to be yeah. like okay cool whatever goes goes like there was this time like i'll never forget like everybody wanted me in a picture this happened out, like in victoria when i when i first moved over and i'm like man everybody wants to fucking take pictures with me like what's up with that and then it like dawned on me you know, like, oh my God, I was dating this girl this one time and then her best friend goes, get in the picture. That'll look so good. And was just like, and I was like, what? Yeah. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a somewhere in like, I don't know, Abbotsford or something. And I'm like, oh, this is all the way fucked up. Okay. But like now I can laugh at it because I'm like, yo, my people were stolen and came in, came across the middle passage. Like what kind of boardroom shit are you going to bring over here that's going to compare to that? Like, that's where I'm coming from, you know? But yeah. <laughs> I, I, I definitely, trust me, I get it. I really yeah. do. And, like, let's, let you know, just to spin off of that, like, I'm, I had to make a decision when I moved to Victoria, right? Mm -hmm. This is, like, 2007, you know? So, like, before we had, you know, electricity and we took horses everywhere. And it was, like, I had to make a decision about my blackness. Because I'm from Ottawa, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, biracial. Mm -hmm. Which is funny, too, because, like, biracial is, like, my brother was talking about it. He was like, yeah, man, it's, like, my white side. And I'm like, like, what? Like, You are, in, you are like, not separate pieces of yourself. No, and I'm just like, I'm like, and even then, like, brass tacks, like, what good has it done you? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you, you know what I mean? Like, has that gotten you into the country club? Like, did that get your, did you do, you know, did you get Nepo, like, are you a Nepo baby? Like, mm -hmm. what's, like, how are you benefiting from that? Anyways. Mm -hmm. So back in Victoria in 2007, and like, it was just this wonderful thing because I love Victoria as a city. Like, guys would cross the street, like drunken, older middle-aged men and be like, yo, do you know, like, Joe from Africa? Like, oh yo, that God. was my guy. What? And I'm like, no, man, I don't know Joe from Africa, but like what's becoming very apparent to me is like you, you haven't had a lot because of the homogeneity of, the, of that yeah. city. It's like, you haven't had a lot of experiences with like black people. Right. And like, I'm not going to take that personally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you're coming here out of love, trying to connect with me, trying to belong as like human beings with like racial differences. And so I had to make a decision. I'm like, all right, well let's be black then. You know what I mean? Like let, let me be extrovertedly black. I will be a, a, an accessible black person for you. And not in a way of like, I'm proletizing or you know what I mean? I'm, no, I'm no, just, yeah. You know what I mean? There's no like koofy Wednesdays. But no. it was the fact that I'm like, I'm not going to tone it down. And if you have questions and it's respectful, then I have no problem doing that because I understand that like, yeah, like we're a true minority here. And like, mm -hmm. I, if I'm going to, if, if, I'm going to be put in that box and I'm going to take that space and throw a fucking party in it. So, you know, that's why we made, um, and, and this is big up to my girl, Yolanda Johnson, who runs, um, who did your hair in Fernwood mm -hmm. square. Mm -hmm. And we got together and we made like, um, an award show 
cool. Because the, yeah, it was called Making History, and it was all about getting all the all the black business owners together to network, right, and to have community. Yeah. And yeah, it was crazy. We did that for like six, seven years, and like wow. we started like the Fernwood Community Center basement, where it was just like it was a cookout, and we gave away some awards mm. to like this really big deal that the mayor had to be at every year, like doing the ballroom at the Grand Marriott year after year and like it getting sold out like quick thing. Mm-hmm. And it was wonderful to create that space, to, to own that space, to share that space. And what I didn't realize at the time, but was to see the kids of the community grow up, up in that space where they have, where they're in black rooms, and then, you know, that's my, you know, that's my friend's daughter. When we started, she was four years old. Now she's mm-hmm. like 14 years old. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, you old heads aren't moving fast enough on this Black Lives Matter, <laughs> you know, like protest. Like I got ideas. And I'm like, run it. Yes. Run it. Mm-hmm. So I hear what you're saying. And like, I think once again, like I'm just kind of at this place in my life where it's about, you know, that integration of things. Like I'm not here to fight it anymore. Either it's coming in for a hug or it's passing me respectfully with a high five and like carry on. But I'm not like nobody gets to define me. Nobody gets to define how I'm spending this life. Nobody gets to define any of that shit. It's all influenced by like so much good generational love. Like I know what it's like when I'm in, when I'm in key, when I'm in tune and ain't nobody going to say shit. Ain't nobody going to tell me shit because like if it's not what I want to be hearing or not what I want, you know what I mean? But like if it doesn't, if it doesn't land authentic with me. I'll find another space to be. Cause my heart keeps a rhythm older than I'll ever be. Sharing spirits to the genome with the choir that sings this song called life. The drums drive me wild. It's a love that transcends. It's my mother and her people and the generations of love making. It's my father and the legacy of healers liberating. It's the sunny shores and the green infinite. It's the path that I'm aligned with. The guidance, the sublime gifts. So witness all the laughter. The meals, the dishes after. Come to us as we gather to hold us through the disasters. We're still dancing on your shoulders. Let's dance together. I love to hold you closer. I'm going to come back to my questions. I love it. (laughs) Um, I I love your little like insidious chuckle. Like, hey, hey, hey. 42 minutes later, let me ask question two. I'm just joking. (laughs) (laughs) I'm into it. Let's go. No, no. um, I'm going to skip a whole bunch because I think we talked about a lot of these things already. Um, And a lot of them, I feel like, just aren't as relevant to the conversation that we are having. But I do want to talk about like how does space and and the commodification of it um, impact belonging? And like, I think, you know, I think you're in a really unique position to, or like not unique, but like, I think you're in a really like interesting position to talk about um, ways that uh, reclaiming space, um, no matter where you are geographically uh, uh, can weave that sense of belonging yeah um it's like once again like you know having worked with and you know beside like homeless encampments for so many years like i love it when they just take space they're like uh where do you want us to go you know you we can't you know we're made invisible we're marginalized and then like community is what keeps us safe because you know there has to be you know we're the the examples of what happens when you don't feed the, the capitalist machine. <laughs> that's the only reason, that's like a big reason why homelessness still exists. It doesn't have to, you know, um, but it's just to remind everybody. You'd be like, hey, you don't want to be like them, do you? You don't want to be in the downtown east side. Eat your vegetables, go to work. Um, and I love it when like they just take space. They're like, nope. This park is ours, you know, like the, the tent city back in 2016 in Victoria is literally between the Supreme Court and the cathedral. It's like literally right between church and state, if you want a beautiful little metaphor, right? Of taking that space because out here, this is what this is. Like British Columbia is the name of this land from a certain sex eyes. And you're like, wow, okay, like, you guys really weren't trying to hide anything, were you? Like, that was that's pretty explicit what the vibe is out here, hey? 
And if you look at it, like, even when I was thinking about moving out here, oh, BC's so expensive, da 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 because it's the land, right? It's the land. It, that's the number one commodity out here, right? And we feel that. And there's a certain thing where it's like, okay, cool. Like, you know, there's a saying in the 10 cities, be like, okay, you're breaking the law. Whose law? Right? So there's always kind of this thought to being like, we're, if we're humans and we're in this together, like some system of papers in a building enforced by violence is now you are no longer entitled to occupying this space. You know, like you're not harming anybody. You're not, you're actually helping. Right. It's like, you know, when they tear up an illegal garden, like, okay. Like, the, is that the best way to do things? Like for whom, you know? So I think that, you know, there's that part of it, of course. And like, the, I think the reason why I bring that part to the forefront is so that I can be aware of it so that I can let it go, you know, mm-hmm. to, to realize where the harm brings them like a critical analysis to, to what harms those kinds of things can do. It's not like I'm like, you know what I mean? I'm like some Moby Molly being like, Oh, it's all so bad. Like, no, it's pretty awesome. Like, like just looking at the ground, there's a million miracles there, you know? And once, you know, to, to loop it back to the beginning of the conversation, I think it's like, once we have these things that are like, once we're aware of those things, then we can like let them go or integrate them or do what we got to do to really just be present to this miracle. Like we're standing in the space and time alive, hopefully healthy, hopefully safe, hopefully happy, hopefully experiencing some ease of living and enjoy what we're doing right now and that feeling is you know i think kind of the goal of everyone that's come before us i know certainly every parent you can speak to that right and i think that that's something that unifies us because i think we all want that no matter what our beliefs are it's like those are the actions that make life awesome so let's do that and then being here in this space, you know, they're going to try and commodify, they're going to try and control, they're going to try and oppress because they're the very, very small minority. But the party's always been at the bottom of the pyramid. So like, yo, let's go. Like, let's, let's enjoy that because then it becomes a radical act. Love it. You know? Yeah. Uh, um, I'm going to bring it back to you. Like we kind of started at you and then we went really big and I want to bring it yeah. back to you and, and your sense of belonging. And my understanding is that, um, you feel the most belonging with your brother, Nick. Yeah, it's my brother. Nick's brother. Yeah, yeah. So I just want to know, like, or I just want to hear, like, how you two um, cultivate that, and how uh, you kind of like, you know, you you've explained it to me as like you learn a lot from your like healing journey, kind of together. So I want to know, like, how and 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 how do you learn from each other? Yeah. So like. Uh, it just it warms my heart, you know, like mm. just thinking about this kid. Um, <laughs> he's not a kid right now. He's a grown ass man with like a big boy job and like a, my niece, who's a six year old child. But um, no, it, it came from, you know, growing up, obviously. Um, it wasn't always the easiest place at home. So, you, you know, I spent a lot of time him and I. Right. And, you know, I kind of. I think that's why I kind of I'm in leadership now is like that big brother energy where it's like, I'm not responsible for you, but I feel a drive to, you know, maybe see what I can do about your ease of living, about, you know, your health and your safety and all those things. And I think that like, that's always been like uh, such a constant in a world that's so un- inconstant, you know, that's always in flux. And I think that that's, you know, over time, it's just, for me, it's one of the spaces where I feel so effortlessly connected. It's just there, you know, we were literally mates at one time, like, that's, we have our own lingua franca, we have our own space, you know, there's so much humor and love and understanding there. That's just something I don't have to uh, worry about. It's it's the place where love is just so easy and just always present, you know? 
And it's just even in participating, it's, it's nurturing that, which is wonderful. So like, especially around this time um, of life, you know, in my 30s, my mid to late 30s, and he's entering, you know, his mid to late 30s as well. It's like, you know, we go through these different phases of life, but we go through them, you know, together or a little staggered or sometimes he'll go forward on something and then I'll catch up, you know, with his help and, you know, sharing in that experience. It's really, I don't know, like it's a really positive some kind of thing. It's like, it's, you know, there's a, there's a real understanding of like us, you know, going through it. Same with my sister, same with my friends, you know. Um, but, you know, especially this time too, like, you know, there's a lot of, contracts social contracts you know psychological contracts contracts with self that need to be audited and reviewed because the same things aren't filling up the cup anymore or you know certain situations have become untenable now because we were different people than when we first entered them and so being able to navigate that space with somebody that i know is always on my side is going to tell me the truth and can tell me something like that's that can be so activating with wrapped in so much love, you know? And then also too, like there's such a, such a, such a fruitful space going back because like, also like if I'm going through and, you know, say the trauma and I'm looking back at like my, my childhood, he was there. So it's like, maybe he had a different experience of that. And then that expands my capability to, to, Rational, not rationalize, but integrate my own experience and, and realize that it could be a, like the same event could be something wholly different. That gives me a little bit of bandwidth, right? For example. So, you know, plus he's just funny. Plus, like, we get each other and, like, you know, we can appreciate that. So, whether we're just, you know, talking shop about, like, you know, our favorite soccer teams or, like, going on some deep, intimate, harrowing journey into our past to heal ourselves presently and push that forward over generations. Like it's just nice to have somebody that's like, that's there that gets it, that speaks the same mother tongue because you learned it at the same time, you know? Yeah. And so like, I think that that, yeah, that's for me and like pulling that forward, you know, that's the ancestor energy. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. So yeah, I love totally. that. I love is it that so how, much. Is, is, yeah. Does that, does any of that resonate with you and your brothers? Um, yes, like, yes, for sure. We have very different ways of, I'll be real. Like I went on like a pretty like independent for the first half of my twenties, like until I accidentally got pregnant and was like, holy fuck, I cannot be an individual. I need a community. Um, like I really went my own way to try to figure out a lot of stuff, a lot of questions, a lot of like you know, seeking answers about ancestors and all these things in general that I was like, I don't even know who I am. I'm like this one kid and, you know, my mom's family's Portuguese and like this fucking loud, big family where like there's drama all the time. Didn't really, was not close with my dad's family that we knew, like, like his sisters and stuff, like not super close. Like they were in our lives and we have good relationships with like my cousins on like my dad's two sisters and their kids, but not like you know, like, I don't really know anything about who they are deeply as people. Um, but my mom's family was like always together, always, <laughs> yeah. whatever. And I just like wanted to find out who I was outside of that, I guess. Um, so I would say like, since having Rook, I realized that all of that was there for me. All of these questions I had about it all, like was there in my Portuguese family who I had been integrated with my whole life, who had... Yeah taking care of me and you know been loud but like we're listening um yeah so like my brothers yes but like bigger my family who who raised me like my my vovalina really like my grandma on my mom's side was the was the one i think mm. like she um she she died a few years ago just like a year before rook was born but oh. um and it took a long time to figure it out too. She was sick when I was in my twenties. So, um, yeah. like I felt like I lost a co that connection or something like she was really, she had like brain stuff also. Like, so she was really mm. quite different. Um, mm. and even though she was physically there, like the person who 
gave me the most sense of belonging wasn't really there anymore. Um, and so like coming back to her after she died and coming back to just like the family that she held together, like my Portuguese family was where it all kind of clicked and, and gave me that. Um, even though we're not as close as we were, like I, I am who I am because of my, um, my Vovalina and all the, all the cousins and all the aunts and uncles running around, you know? Um, yeah. And I think it like really just all tight, just to, you know, put a neat little fucking bow on it. Like it all goes <laughs> back to what you were talking about right out the gates, which is like, it's how we, it's, it's where we um, relate to each other that we find belonging so that we can like, you know, f- feel, I want to say acceptance in a sense, or just like, yeah. Yeah, like love. You're right. It's just love when you can go and, um, yeah, live however, like be whoever, take up the space however, and uh, like live your weirdest self. You know, when you when you have that sense of belonging. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I love that. I really do. And like, there's this wonderful moment, you know, where it's like. You know, like even getting on this call with you, right? I see your face. I'm like, oh my gosh, Jamie, I love Jamie. My heart like throws a little like, you know what I mean? Throws hands up in the air. So it starts, you know, starts dancing a little bit. And then, you know, to think that, you know, you're feeling the same thing on the other side. You know what I mean? Like that's what like, not only is that love given, it's received. And that's like this kind of two-way street. I think like that's the space. You know, and that space is possible with everything. Yeah. You know, that feeling and like that, that, that acceptance of like, here's my whole heart for you. And you're like, oh, here's my whole heart for you. Like, like that, 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 that vulnerability is matched. Yeah. And it's interesting that we both kind of connected back to like, you know, relationships that, that came out of like childhood or, or. Mm -hmm you know, our experience as kids, because I think like there's this curiosity about life. There's this questioning, there's this like way of thinking that, um, the people who made us feel like, like that curiosity, those questions, that way of thinking wasn't anything to be ashamed of, or probably the people that are always going to make us feel the most sense of belonging. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, we need more of that. We need to be able to ask questions without feeling immediate shame, which like you talk, you, I mean, like, in a very extreme way, like that fucking drunk white guy crossing the road. Like you really, you know, you, you could have isolated him in that moment. You could have done something that made him think, Oh fuck, like whatever. But instead, like you chose to be in belonging to each other as humans, um, which is like, kudos to you. Cause you know, I probably have been like the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, there was definitely what the fuck energy is yeah. just, yeah, but, but like, if, if you know love and you feel love, then it's just mm-hmm. so much easier than all the rest of it. Yeah, yeah, you know. yeah. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, just that like sense of sense of like you know, can we be in a space? Can we hear each other? Can we ask questions? Can we like just like love and then bring like you say with your brother, like you know, bring you forwards with me as I as I move forwards, right? And so like bringing each other. Yeah, that it's reciprocity, like really is, and like in that, there's so much that's found. Like that's that belonging, and from that safety, from that, like I know where I can go if it all goes sideways. There's that. There's a freedom there. There's a bravery there. You know, the 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 great ravenous capitalism beast will always try and commodify, Mm -hmm. but like you know, if you know the tricks, then you can still have a good time. Belonging is just relationships. That's it. And you can't modify that shit. You no. can try. Mm-hmm. You can try. You can you can have, you know, your bumbles and your Twitters and like, you know, your matchmakers and your all the things. But it's not until like, you know, lips touch or hands start holding each other or embraces are shared when the magic happens and everything around it is just, you know, it's fluff. Anything else you want to say before we? Yeah, let me think. Let me think here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just think that like 
if it takes work, right, to to change, you know, to change. Period. <laughs> Ultimately, right. And like, I was thinking about it, and it's like, look, like, you know, in childhood, you kind of build your house, right? Like, psych psychologically speaking. But what happens inside the house is completely up to you. It's your house, right? And to have other people feel good in that space, to have other people want to be in that space, to enjoy themselves, to be respectful guests but not guests. Go in the fridge. Whatever's there is, is for you, you know? That's one of the most rewarding things, you know, is to belong to yourself, like integrate it all. Don't be mad at it, you know. Don't run from it. Don't hide from it. Hopefully, you get the space to let it catch up. Because when you do feel that belonging, it's it's so infectious. It's just it's our natural, it's our natural birthright as as humans. We're wired for it. So, you know, I think that especially coming on this journey with you, where it's like really looking out at the belonging, it brings it brings such richness to my experience as a human being during this time. And, you know, I think that, you know, what we look at, what we, what we shine light on grows. So belonging is definitely something that we grow and it's growing and we just got to branch into it. It feels really good. Yeah. I love it. Oh, thank you for this. Oh, thank you, Jimmy. My heart's so warm. It's wonderful. so warm. It's so good. Yeah. I need to open up these arms and welcome you in. Get you as close to this heart as I possibly can. I've even added an extra set of push-ups in preparation because in that embrace, in that perfect set of circumstances, I belong. Thanks for listening to On Belonging. This episode featured Patrick Pupineau with music by Awareness and Z.F. Bergman. On Belonging is curated by Carla Joy Bergman and Jamie Lee Gonzalez, with tech support by Chris Bergman. The show's awesome theme music is by Awareness. On Belonging is a joyful threads and Grounded Futures creation. Please visit groundedfutures.com for show notes, transcripts, and to read more about On Belonging. Till next time, keep walking, keep listening. <laughs>